0: Hi, this is Chip with the 2-Minute Time Lord podcast number 169. Originally, this was going to be just the finale for the BBC week series of episodes. But after the commentary on the BBC, there is going to be a special extended interview with Sean Lyon. He's the head of the Gallifrey One convention that's going to be happening in Los Angeles this February. The room block is out, but the convention's still going on. Sean has plenty of information about it. It's going to be a great convention. I'm looking forward to it, and Sean's going to tell you more about it after the uh, upcoming two-minute bit. Do they know it's Christmas? That's what friends are for. Doctor in Distress. Did you ever think that there would be an activist single along those lines for the BBC itself? That's what Mitch Ben released today with Proud of the BBC, and you can see that video at 2 I love the song. I love the energy behind it, and I love the reminders of the shows and talent that the BBC has fostered. But I've also got this nagging feeling that the BBC has already lost a lot of battles if it's come to the point that Proud of the BBC had to be made and struck such a chord. And the fact of the quality of the BBC's programming is an argument that simply won't work against someone who's philosophically opposed to a compulsory license fee or public service broadcasting, which can mean rough times ahead for Doctor Who. All this week, you've been hearing from some friends of mine, Neil Perryman, Mark Goodacre, Simon Harries, who care deeply about the BBC, and there's been some interesting speculation about what could follow. In episode 166, Neil suggested that even if the BBC moved to a subscription model, Doctor Who would still be popular enough to survive. And a few people noted in feedback about the rest of the world picking up more of the tab, perhaps. And I have to say, that seems increasingly likely. We've gone from Canada's CBC co-producing Doctor Who early on to Stars co-producing Torchwood and BBC America co-producing the first two episodes of the next Doctor Who series. And I don't think it's a coincidence that Torchwood and those Doctor Who episodes will have a more American flavor to them. Now, anytime an American gets on a soapbox in favor of the essential Britishness of British television, or the essential Japaneseness of anime for that matter I get a little queasy these aren't our cultures to take ownership of or fetishize however i want neil mark and simon to remain proud of the bbc and proud of doctor who as something that remains authentic to them as the bbc weathers its attacks and changes to fit its new environment i think there's a risk of them becoming less authentic in time And that's a cause worth picking up a guitar against. Doctor Who will survive, as will the BBC itself, as long as the people who care about it are vigilant. And we're back with the Two Minute Time Lord podcast, which is increasingly inaccurately named today, as I've got on the phone with me, Sean Lyon, uh, the con runner, the major domo, the big cheese of the Gallifrey One convention with Gallifrey 22 coming up this February. Hi, Sean.
1: Hello there, how
0: are you? I'm doing great. I asked you on today because things have gotten really, really interesting really, really (laughs) quickly for Galley 22. Could you tell me a little bit about the announcement you had to make today?
1: Well, um, you know, they say that, uh, that too much of a good thing sometimes isn't the greatest thing. So I guess this is a little bit of that. Um, basically, what's happened is that we have sold out our convention room block. That's the room block that we do every year for, for discounted rooms. Um, this is not a problem or anything like that. This is just a bit of an inconvenience to people who haven't made their room reservations. Um, in a nutshell what's happened is that we have a certain number of room commitments that we have to make to get the space every year, which, you know, every convention has to, unfortunately, or fortunately actually because so many people are interested in the convention this year, the, um, the people have been making their reservations earlier and earlier. And, um, usually we run out of rooms at our discount rate, well, maybe about a month before the convention. And this year we've done it in October, four months before, um, What this means simply is that we don't have any more rooms that are available for people coming in from out of town at our discounted rate, which was $100. But there are still rooms available, and there are a variety of options in the area as well. And um, I appreciate you uh, inviting me on to talk a little bit about that.
0: Uh, It's no problem at all. So. The message is not Gallifrey's closed the doors. The, no, of course it's, not. It's ju- it's simply that the room block has filled up early, <laughs> and is this a bigger? This is a bigger room block than you've even had in previous years, right?
1: Absolutely. We have more people registered for hotel rooms. And I want to stress that this is entirely about hotel rooms for people staying overnight. This is not for people attending the convention. Um, We have more people booked into our hotel right now than we've ever had in in the past. You know, Every year we have a certain number that we have to meet and then the hotel tells us they're full so we extend it and we extend it again and we extend it again. And, And our hotel liaison, Joyce, goes through this every year where she's constantly extending it. Well, we went back yesterday on Thursday to extend again and we were told that they were out of the ability to give us any more rooms and the reason why it's kind of a perfect storm here number one is that they don't have more rooms to give us on that block because there is the 2011 NBA all-star Game this week or the weekend of our convention. So, um, you know, that would be, they have to rent a certain number of rooms because Marriott nationally has this contract with the NBA for, for this as does the Hilton and the Sheraton and all sorts of other hotels. Um, cause this is the first time for LA in quite a while. Um, so usually people, when we get to that point where we want to, um, to, uh, extend our room rates, and we get to the point where we can't anymore, our, our room block, um, the rooms are usually about $15, $20, $25 more. But this year, because of the NBA, they're about $150 more, And um, unless you get a good deal, and there are plenty of deals out there. So um, that's, that's the, the bad news, unfortunately. The good news is that there are still Marriott rooms available at a slightly elevated, um, not terrible, it's $149 at the moment, um, rate that we actually have on our website. There's also... The Crown Plaza Hotel, which is less than a thousand feet from the door of the Marriott, for 132 a night. Um, there are plenty of hotels in the area. There are some chain hotels like uh, Holiday Inn Express or Super 8 that are actually cheaper than a room would be at Gallifrey One. Um, you know, maybe 885 dollars, but they're a little bit of a walking distance. But you know, you're talking about maybe a 10-minute walk. There are plenty of options in the area. Is what we're trying to stress.
0: So this is really flipping a switch uh, for any convention. Uh, the goal is to fill up your room block and to uh, discourage uh, attendees from going to other hotels, but now you're saying, "Come on down and go wherever you want," right?
1: Exactly, exactly. This is this is the way many fan conventions operate. The convention itself doesn't pay for the function space for the event because we commit to a certain number of room nights. Um, one room occupied one ro- night equals one room night, and uh, this is the way Gallifrey, One Chicago, TARDIS. We we many of us operate always, you know, on this this. Um, this type of contract when we have to reach a certain number in order to guarantee that we won't <clears throat> owe any money to the convention and we've we've always met our roommates in 22 years we've never once not met our roommates except for our very first year which we've, we've made light about the fact that we actually had to borrow money and we paid it back over 10 years and that was in the, the early 1990s um and we've been operating in the in the black ever since then This year, we've actually gotten to the other point. We've actually hit the top cap of where we can actually offer hotel rooms at a much earlier date than we ever do. We always run out of rooms. We just usually run out of rooms maybe two weeks before the convention, not four months. But um, I do want to mention one other thing, and that is that I want to stress again that this is hotel rooms only. The convention itself is open. We have absolutely no intention of running out of memberships available. There's no way in the world we're going to sell out of the convention as not, a matter of fact,
0: as a matter of fact, you've got double the space as you had last year.
1: Exactly. Exactly. We had we had. OK, the simple fact about Gallifrey one and and we ha- owe it to people like yourself and other podcasters and the people of the Internet um, who, you know, at Gallifrey Base Forum and Twitter and Facebook and everywhere. We owe the fact that, you know, four years ago at Gallifrey, we had 800 people. Last year, we had almost 1600. We doubled in size in four years. That's you know, that's a lot of transition for what we always considered to be a small convention. We were 700 people for over a decade when we were in our old hotel home, the Airtel. And, um, you know, so we've had to adjust. So every year we've actually adjusted what we've been doing and how we lay out our space. We had 1,600 people this year. We immediately went back to the hotel and said, we need more space. And they gave us the entire convention floor. It is literally double what we've had in the the last two years.
0: It's, and that's going to be fantastic it's going to mean a uh, lot of a a lot of room a lot of a lot of elbow room uh and a lot of party space i have the feeling
1: <laughs> yes yes we have tons of things going on i mean we actually have now um This is actually the first time we'll note it. we have five book launches going on at Gallifrey 2011. Um, Two of them have been announced on our website. Um, The the book Wiedenistas from uh, Mad Norwegian Press and also um, The Big Finish Companion by uh, Richard Dinnick. I had to scroll down on my list here because there's so much going on. Um, But uh, yeah, so we have, you know, um, five different book launches. We have parties going on every night. I mean, there's just... You look at our website, there's already a ton of information and a huge guest list, and, and it's four months away. We've got a ton of stuff going on.
0: If you could, real quick, uh, for the people who may not have been keeping up with Galley, uh, who are some of the headlining guests?
1: Well, our um, guest of honors, Peter Davison, who, um, as you know, couldn't make it in 2010. So he actually sent a, a wonderful um, video production, um, to the convention last year, uh, with his daughter, Georgia Moffat, who did join us, um, that actually featured a cameo by Sheridan Smith and and a very nice cameo at the end by David Tennant. So, um, Peter Davison will be joining us. And he's joined by Janet Fielding, Sarah Sutton and Matthew Waterhouse. So it's sort of a reunion of the early Peter Davison era of Dr. Who. Um, we also have, uh, Tracy Simpson and Peter Bennett, who were the producers, the dayline producers of the last season of Dr. Who with Matt Smith, um they'll both be joining us. Tracy was a production manager on the show for years and <clears throat> and Peter um was a producer of uh Children of Earth, uh The Torchwood the last season that was aired. So uh John Leeson is coming for the first time and and uh, he's actually this is his first convention appearance uh, at Gallifreight's. Um, he's one of the few that we've actually never been able to get before because he just hasn't had the, uh, the time. But, of course, he's the voice of K-9. and um, We have a couple of uh, actors from Torchwood, uh, Kai Owen, who plays Reese, and also Tom Price, uh, PC Andy. And Sheridan Smith will be with us for the first time. She's, uh, she has been playing Lucy Miller in the uh, Big Finish Audios opposite Paul McGann for um, a couple years now. And um, Ian McNeese, who was William Churchill. We have Neil Gorton, the the guy who's done the amazing um, prosthetic effects and and makeup for Doctor Who the last five years. Um, Jane Espenson and Doris Egan, who are both writers on the new season of Torchwood. Uh, a director named Ashley Way, who's directed all three of, of the shows, um, Torchwood, Sarah Jane, and Doctor Who. Um, James Moran, Gareth Roberts for his first visit to uh, L.A. Phil Ford. I mean, the list goes on. And we have this... Wonderful guest list, and, and we've had the benefit of having this guest list for quite a long time. We had 10 guests originally announced in March, and I think that's why everything got, got going so quickly.
0: Yeah, people got pretty excited. So, yeah. um, if you've got people, if I've got listeners out here who are still considering uh, going, coming to Galley, mm-hmm. uh, what, should, what, would you, what should they think about, and how would you recommend they um, get more information, and would you suggest a strategy for them?
1: Absolutely. Well, first of all, um, understand that whether you purchase a membership now or you purchase a membership at the door, there's no difference except a a $10 cost. Our registration is $10 for the entire, excuse me, $65 for the entire weekend. Uh, It's $75, a difference of $10 for when you um, get it at the door. Um, So that is the entire weekend's admission cost and there is no other, there are no other hidden fees or or anything like that. It is the the 65 or 75, no matter what you pay. we have, uh, the only concern that I would have is really if you're coming in from out of town or you want to stay in the evening, and understand that things go pretty late at the convention. We have evening events that go on both Friday and Saturday night. If you want to stay at the convention, I would look fairly quickly into what hotel options are available. Now I say fairly quickly, not because the hotels in the area are going to completely sold out, but because I would like to make sure that you get the best possible deal that you can get for the, uh, for the for your money. Look and, at, and the early, and the well,
0: earlier you book at this rate, with the uh, games and everything else going on, the better, right?
1: Absolutely. You know, we actually, if you go to our website, which is gallifreyone.com, One uh, Gallifrey you'll see that we actually have a very very extensive article that we posted today about this, and we we actually mentioned that we did uh, research pretty much. Two of us did research on this all morning on Expedia, Travelocity, Priceline, and Hotels.com to look for all the different um, deals in the area, and we're talking about hotels that are less than a quarter mile away. We're not talking about anything driving distance, okay? We're, we're talking many, about things that them walk walkable. Five, 10 minutes. Absolutely. I mean, they're all walkable. Um, there are a couple that are, that are maybe a brisk 15-minute walk, but we're not talking about a half an hour. We're talking about fairly close. The Crown Plaza Hotel, which is practically next door to the convention, is a two-minute walk. Um, there is the Radisson down the street. There's Courtyard by Marriott, a Holiday Inn Express. There's a Super Eight, a Travelodge. There are so many hotels because this is, of course, L.A. International Airport. There are a ton of places, and they're all within walking distance. But there's also the notation that you know all of these hotels are actually served by. Hotel shuttles that go to the airport you can if you don't want to walk it take the shuttle to the airport Pick up the Marriott shuttle go back to the Marriott. It'll probably take you about 15 20 minutes We know people that have done that constantly for years because they've they've gotten cheaper rates at hotels in the area and and have had no issue Um, So that is certainly an opportunity for people. But again, I want to stress that While we've sold out our hotel rate our hotel itself has not sold out We're not encouraging people to pay two hundred and fifty dollars, but if you do check right now there are some deals to be had, and I know people have been getting hotel rooms at our hotel for about 149 a night, which does include parking, by the way, if you're driving in from out of town.
0: And just to make things painfully clear, uh, these higher rates at the Marriott don't come back to the convention; it's uh, simply the hotel.
1: No. absolutely, we don't get a dime. That's this is entirely between you and the hotel. It's simply hotel accommodations. The only the only relationship that our convention has to the hotel. Is that we host our event there, and in order to do so, in order to use their space, we guarantee them a certain number of people will book into the hotel for a certain number of nights—a total of somewhere nine hundred to a thousand nights. I'm not exactly sure our, uh, what the number is this year. We've met that. We've met that. We're beyond that. You know, this is not—we're not concerned about people staying in the hotel now. We're concerned about people having hotel accommodations. Period. In the area, it is always nice to stay at the hotel, but. You will have as much fun staying at a hotel next door. I mean, it's other conventions do this all the time. There's conventions at convention centers. You have to walk to your, you know, to and from your hotel, and and we're going to get a little bit more of that this year.
0: Yeah, possibly the introduction of the galley twenty-two roaming party.
1: <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far. I don't want to get in trouble with any other. <laughs> hotels, but we have we have so many things going on. I mean, we're notorious for our our um evening stuff that goes on and not just convention related. I mean, we have, we have a group from the San Francisco Bay area that does a, a party every year. And two years ago, Phil Collins the producer of Dr. Who, uh, for the first, um, what three and a half seasons, um, was, was bartending at the party. So, I mean, that's the kind of thing that, that goes on at our convention. We have a masquerade, we have a live band, we have, um, a dance and a karaoke night. Um, we do all sorts of things in the evenings and, uh, Um, Like I said, if you don't want to walk back to your hotel, there's always the hotel shuttle option.
0: So there's still plenty of room for you at Galley. Maybe not in the traditional way, but but it's still a trip well worth the taking. Sean, I really appreciate your time on uh, what has to have been a very hectic day for you.
1: Absolutely, and thanks again for your support, Chip. We really appreciate it.
0: You're welcome. I promise you that the next 2-Minute Time Lord podcast will, in fact, clog in at 2 minutes. Boy, it's been a long time. You can find more podcasts at twominutetimelord.com or on iTunes. I'm on Twitter and Facebook, and, uh, well, I'll see you in a few days. Take care.